You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 114 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwartz, and coming at you live from New York City. And with me once again is your favorite co-host and mine, Ephraim Ackman. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you? Good, I'm banking on Khan not this week's episode. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, Khan is right there. Um, you know, when you got lemons, you gotta make lemonade, that's what they say. Uh, but so, we got a big episode this week, uh, a fun one, because of course there is football to discuss, and it has been so, or I should say it had been so long since we had this opportunity. Um, we're back, Evron. What do you got to say, man? It's been a, it's been a while, and I think we were all very excited uh, for uh, the Turkish League to re- return. You know, definitely missed the uh, nothing quite like the Turkish League. Let me just put it that way. Indeed, I mean, in every way, right? Just the whole week has thrown up one, or I should say, the whole weekend, uh, but the whole you know four day stretch has brought up one. Surprise after the next. But so yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, of course, for Besiktas fans, uh, some parts of the weekend were good and other parts bad. But uh, let's get into it a little bit without spoiling anything for those who uh, somehow are coming in blind. I don't even know who this ruse is for, to be honest. Um, let's talk some football, man. So, everyone, let's first of all discuss, of course, the big, we're, we're gonna, we have a few rumors. We have some s- sort of fun stuff to talk about at the end, but we'll save that for after the, the match stuff. What we really need to be talking about here is, of course, the big match against Antalya Spor. Uh, Evron, what, what did you think about the lineups this week? Um, I think it was a mixed, mixed bag. Uh, I think our, the goalie choice everyone was happy with, Edison was there. And Ridvan starting instead of John Air was, you know, I think a, a nice inclusion. But I think everyone was really surprised, A, to see Diaby starting on the right. And then, B, it was like the, the big question mark for me was Guven starting again, getting his first chance under Sergeant to actually play. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should say that this was match day 27 for us. So... Of course, what that means is that we still have seven matches to go, but so going into this match, there were eight matches. Uh, enough for some stuff to happen and for some changes to to, to, to occur, but uh, that was, of course, going to be dependent on us playing well. Uh, and, and going forward, I mean, I think we'll, we'll talk about this after the match, but there's still a lot to, to play for. But um, yeah, 
match day 27, we were going in with Guven up front and Ersin in the back. So a lot of mystery and, and youth uh, in the midst of all of this uh, end of season drama. Um, what about Antalya's roster? Anything of note for you, everyone? Um, I think it was pretty much what we expected. Um, our, you know, our good friend Ersan didn't play at all, but uh, you know, Sinan Gimush, who we've been linked to Podolski, I guess, and their top score Yahovitz were all there, and then the you know national team right back, Nazim Sangai. So nothing crazy, but um, for you know, a team fighting relegation is definitely hit. They had some notable names. Um, yeah, I. We'll, like one spoiler I'll throw out there and it's because I've, I've been saying his name for a while um, and it's probably too late now given what he's done uh, but I would love to be able to bring in Nazim Sangai to the, to the squad I think he's a phenomenal player um, and kind of an under the radar guy and, and he really I thought proved that yet again against us this weekend uh, I was surprised they, they took him out at one point in the match we'll get into that again but um yeah he really impressed me i think he would have probably if we were an antalya sport podcast i think he'd be uh men of the match <laughs> candidate probably but um we aren't <laughs> so forget that any any other yeah fun fact about uh sangar sangar they actually got him from the um, third division of germany a couple of seasons ago so talking about under the radar signings um Man. Sometimes they do work. They pay two hundred seventy-five thousand for him. That's what we need I'm to be saying, doing, man. Like I you think... gotta buy a ticket to win the lottery, right? Like what? The yeah. Heck? So I know we've been linked to like the peers episodes. We've been talking about some players playing like you know High Duke Split or you know teams like that. That are we're probably like, all oh, those are you know low level teams. Um, but you know there are there is talent everywhere. So it just has to be found. Diamonds to be unearthed for sure. Um, and speaking of which, uh, you, you sort of glanced over it, but Ridvan Yilmaz uh, looks to be a diamond that we are in the process of unearthing or smoothing out anyway. But um, he's yeah, he came out of the gates with a lot of energy and excitement, uh, and yeah, he really showed a lot. I thought, um, but yeah. So on that note, let's get let's get into this thing. Let's talk about what happened out there <clears throat> so yeah speaking of nazim sangari in the 12th minute the first sort of timeline action saw him getting a yellow card i don't really recall the foul um it, it was a pretty rough beginning as you'd expect i guess you know them just coming into football from all these all that time off and a little clunky but certainly early on things were not pretty i thought um uh, Antalya really asserted himself from the beginning, and we looked really shaky. Uh, couldn't really hold the ball well. Just for probably about 25 to 30 minutes, actually. Um, not, you know, we'll talk about yeah. what happened in that time, but like their second goal, <laughs> I, I guess I was <laughs> trying to do it, uh, was like very much against the run of play, I thought. But, but the first one, uh, in the 15th minute was, I thought, to be expected as far as the run of play, although the goal itself was a bit of a tragedy. Um, Evron, so what did you think about that? 15th minute of play, Amilton, Amilton uh, assists 
or Hamilton, though. Uh, assisted Sinan Gulu. Always the air quote for assist. Um, yeah, right. Well, so that's what I'm going to get. Yeah. So tell us what happened on that goal, man. You're, you're yeah, our so commentary they, they, guy. So I'm telling you, like, their first big chance of the game, like, 20 seconds before that. Um, Arison came out, made a nice one-on-one -on -one save. And then on the rebound, the ball kind of went wide on the right side uh, with, to Hamilton. He tries to do a cross like, right at the, like, the side of the box. And Ruiz wasn't like that fast to close him down. But it just like rebounds or deflects off his shin and it takes his like wild trajectory. A lot of backspin just loops straight up in the air and then drops in the six-yard box. Um, and then there's, you know, Sinan Gumish is just right there. He kind of pounced on it in between the two bitch touch defenders and in between the goalie. Um, I think Edison lost his footing, backtracking, and then our, you know, our two defenders were nowhere to be seen on that uh, unexpected trajectory. So. Yeah, and I think the the easy take is that the defense was terrible. They were snoozing on snoozing and losing. <laughs> um, and certainly, I think there's there's some blame to go around. But it's got to be said that when not one but two seasoned veterans. Uh, who have been solid for for a long time for the club, both make the same for their whole careers. <laughs> for their whole careers, right? Uh, but both make the same goofy error. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's, it's easy to say it's their fault, but also mat lack of you know match sharpness and just in general. And you know that like defenders should be predicting, but I think as a player, I can say as an attacker, you're always making, you know, wild guesses or, you know, oh, maybe the ball will come. As a defender, that type of instinct isn't the same. Yeah. So I do see why with a lack of, you know, they haven't really played a game match, since, what was it, March? Match sharpness. Match sharpness. Uh, you know, the instincts aren't, you know, fully gone. I think we've seen that a lot with a lot of players. And Sinan Gumu getting on the other end of it, a wily vet at this point. Um, but you know, I, I yeah. think also and he's always been that type of yeah. He's a sneaky. Like, he, he's like a uh, who's that little Italian guy who played till he was mad old and scored like all those yeah, people, people. Um, but I do think that the deflection off of the 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 ball for off of Victor Ruiz must really have been influential. It must have had some spin on it or something that yeah. both missed. The, that cross was not going there. It was no. I mean, it was definitely yeah. Bad. For both of the guys to be to look so bad, that 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 ball must have yeah. really taken a weird deflection. I'm guessing it had some spin on it or something as well, just to, to add further trickery to it all. Um, and I will say that I've I one of my problems with Victor Ruiz is, I mean, he's probably one of the better passers on the team, <laughs> honestly, uh, and he's actually uh, technically very proficient, very sound defensively. But he kind of looks like he's in slow motion a little bit, like a glitched video yeah. game. Like he has a glitched video game vibe about him. He's definitely not. I think maybe compared to Rocco, he was not that slow. But, you know, compared to Vita, he's definitely the slower center back. And you can definitely tell, like, he's a little languid, which is not typical of a center back. Yeah. Um, he kind of moves like, you know, a midfielder. You know, kind of chilling, so that like that body language and like with not being the most athletic player, he especially when we get stretched on the counter, it's very apparent that he's a little bit, you know, half a step slow. Kind of, you know, slightly on siesta at time. No, yeah. But he does read the game. No, well, he's a fantastic player, it, honestly, but. and and like I said, technically very proficient. And 
actually, at, when we're behind, and this is a problem for this club all season, uh, when we're behind, he played with a bit more sort of attention, you know, uh, he was far more attentive. He was getting to, to places quicker. So perhaps there's a bit of, I don't know. I mean, th that's something that needs to be worked out, generally speaking. Um, the same thing would go for, for example, Jajic. When, when he entered this match, and we'll talk about this a little bit, um, when he's playing from behind, he's so good, and he can go back and almost play that central midfielder role really well. He, he took the ball off of them a few times. But, um, if he played like that, you know, whenever you played him, like starting, you'd, you'd love to have him playing on your team all the time. But, uh, you know, how do you activate that without being down a goal or two is another question. Anyway, so that's done. 15th minute, we're down a goal at home in theory, although what's, what's the difference these days? Um, and to make matters worse, in the 32nd minute, El Elneny gets a yellow card. Uh, kind of a goofy yeah. one, you could say. It, it was it was pretty close to like a last man tackle. I think um, yeah. he pulled like he pulled down. He got paced by a 35 year old post Japan Lucas Podolski, um, and then he was pretty much the last man, but it was like to like the right side of the box. Yeah, he was lucky he that pulled him down. An angle, and, I think. Yeah, it was like borderline it was it was getting pretty close but i think in general the referee was quite lenient with the cards as i think there was a, like a couple other chances i think there could have been three red cards in this game and he gave zero so yeah i mean what can you say uh it was a it was a kind of a classic on any card you know but it got the job <laughs> done i guess rather than being one-on-one uh, -on -one. Um, again, though, a counterattack, a fairly devastating one that could have been uh, terrible, could have been far worse. Um, but that was about the time where we were starting to assert ourselves and really take over the match. Uh, although it was clearly not showing on the scoreline. And just three minutes later, another goal. This time, Hamilton, or Hamilton, uh, putting putting one away. Uh, <laughs> I think it's obvious. Yeah, no, I know. I just, I, I, I like how close it is to Hamilton. Um, but uh, he scored a, a, on a lovely assist from Lucas Podolski. Speaking of 35 year old post Japan Podolski. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and this certainly was, you know, things were looking dire already, right? 35th minute of this match. We're down two goals. Uh, what do you tell, tell us about that one, everyone? What happened there? Yeah, it was it was a swift counterattack. I think uh, Yahovitz like um, chested it down, brought it down from a long ball, um, and then just back killed it. And then once that Vita stepped to Yahovitz, he back killed it. The whole defense was open, but those he just slotted Hamilton down the left side of the box, and. Um, he did like you know one of those slow rollers to the to the far corner, not slow, but you know, not a, not a speedy shot either. And one of those ones that like some goalies will save. You'd say like, you know like your top class Musleras might save, but uh, you know our 19 year old Erson was not able to save it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to say that this goal really goes to Podolski, and I. I can't be understated how he um, 
basically, I, I, my assumption is that when he gets the ball at the top of the box there, the defense engages him like, okay, this ball's gonna take a shot. Like, that's just what he does. You know, he's a kind of a selfish, big name guy. He's got the ball with a bit of space. And so they all sort of brace themselves and position themselves for a shot. And he very smartly puts Amilton on and in really a deft touch, uh, and Amilton also a, a very class finish, you know, across the box. Um, yeah, I mean, not not much to be said except that I really think this is a pretty class goal on the part of Antalya's for, and it really stems from Lukas Podolski being surprisingly unselfish, uh, which you know pays dividends, I suppose, when you have big name players with talent who are willing to uh, put the team first. I guess we don't have that enough, perhaps. Um, any parting words on that goal, Evran? Um, I mean, I just, I think, to me, that goes down to the midfield tube is when Yahovitz took that touch and then back heels it. When Vita steps, it's, it's like there was just no one there. We like we're immediately outnumbered two v one. Who should be and there? I think El Nenny, I suppose. El Nenny or Atiba, probably El Nenny plays as like the deeper midfielder. But I think but, that um, was actually Atiba's side technically. So that's a weird throw toss up. Yeah. Which could be why there's nobody there. You know that sucks obviously. But, ah, interesting. Yeah. If you look at I'm looking at the video again now. El Nenny was like 20 yards ahead for some reason. So I guess maybe one of the attacking midfielders were supposed to drop back, but... Uh, well, yeah, but so at that point, obviously, 35 minutes into the match, down two goals, things are not looking good. Uh, but I will say again that we've taken control of this match besides the scoreline. Uh, but so yeah, we go into the half. At the half, you can say, at this point, Tyler Boyd has not played particularly well. Um, but... You have to also point out that Guven Yelchin and, and Diaby are nightmares. Um, Diaby, insofar as he's been terrible, and Guven Yelchin, insofar as like he was basically not there at all. Like we may might as well have not had. Might as well have played. Yeah, me, or I mean, basically. we might as well have literally played Larry Dallas. You know, what I'm saying? like we could have, we could, we, but there's no point in having. A striker out there if he's not even gonna like weigh yeah. on defenders and like attract the attention. My quick stats was Guven had entered two two duels in 45 minutes, um, which is pretty low. If you compare it to Burak, who tends to lose a lot of them, I think like the last Gala game he played, he entered 17 duels over 90 minutes. Um, you know, as kind of like to say like weighing on the defense, Guven just kind of like trotted around. And his average touch, like on the pass map, I have some, you know, the advanced stats analytics today, was deeper than Atiba's, Boateng's, Tyler Boyd's, and Diaby. Exactly. Which I tells you he say, basically did not touch the ball in the final third. All of his touches were when he would drop deep. And then when he did drop deep, he basically every forward pass he gave away. And the reason that I don't want to speak too poorly of Tyler Boyd's first half is that he was showing energy to go forward and, and try to push the team forward. And he was constantly foiled by Guven Yalchin, who... And, and so I think the one... If somebody was looking at stats and was trying to be a nerd about it, they could say, oh, but Guven Yalchin had a great passing rate. Yes, that is simply because he insisted on literally 
stopping play essentially and running back. So so Tyler Boyd would give him a ball where he could like let it run between his legs and move forward and keep the attack going, and he would always stop it abruptly like he doesn't know how to control the ball at all and just move it backwards and kind of very carefully try to figure out where he could pass it that would be safe. Yeah, he you did know, give like, the ball away only three times out of 16, but the three times he gave it away were like the three times he was actually making like important passes in the build. Yeah, he actually like tried to move forward. Yeah, no, he was so conservative in, in attack, which like he's your striker. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was me, terrible. Like, it didn't look like a player playing for his career. He's just like, eh, you know, here I am playing some soccer or football. Ha <laughs> ha. Sort of. Like, sort he didn't, of. Ru- he he didn't, didn't press. He didn't jump into headers. Only even went for a single header. Um, yeah, he didn't go enter a single header. That's what the stats say. And he basically just jogged around for 45 minutes. Yeah. And I mean, you could argue that if Diaby wasn't such a numbskull with his feet, yeah, at least that he was getting into positions. Above his head. <laughs> Man. He was getting into positions and he was moving around. Like, theoretically, I don't know. His feet just fail him every single time somehow. Like at a certain point, like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, and three times, twelve times. Like come on, this guy just doesn't know how to kick a freaking football. But um, at least he was active or whatever. He was doing the best he can. Uh, Guven Yatsin was just a just a nobody. Like that was, uh, that was terrible. But anyway, speaking of those two, at the half, Nkudu came in for Diaby. Switching Tyler Boyd to the right side. And Adem Lijajic came in for Guven Yalcin, sending Boateng up front to play as our striker. Um, thoughts there, everyone? Um, that was pretty similar to what my like hopeful 11 was. I, with Blue Rock Suspended, I wanted Boateng to play up top. Um, but, uh, you know, I said it was a question mark when I saw Guven starting, but that was clearly, um, clearly not the right decision because. Apparently he doesn't care anymore. I don't know what that was, but at least with Boateng, even though it's not in his best form, you at least know he can hold the ball and back into a defender and pass it forward. So, I mean, I'll hold off for my like post-game analysis. But as far as like, yeah, I didn't feel so bad about the lineup going into it. But one uh, one thing we can say is is that with Adem Lijajic entering the match, he immediately showed why he needed to be in this match and why, generally speaking, uh, it's almost farcical. It's a joke that a club as such as ours, with the problems we're having, could have someone with his talent not playing. It's you know we're not we're not at a point in our club's history where where a guy of his talent can't be on the pitch yeah. at this point. Or, or cannot be on the pitch. Uh, but so, anyway, 52nd minute, uh, Vaisal Sada. Is it Vaisal Sada? We got a, yeah. got a yellow card. And, um, 53rd minute, Fedor Kudryashov uh, got himself a yellow card as well. That guy was super... Yeah, he's going to make my list someday. I have a bad feeling. Uh, the Adem Buyuk... Uh, Volkan Chen, uh, Emre, like who? There's a few guys on my list. I'm forgetting someone important. That was oh, was it Yasin who was taken? Maybe he probably should be there. Um, but yeah, uh, Kudryashov might might make the list if he st- stays in Turkey long enough. Um, first up of the game, 56th minute, Akiol came in for Kulembe. 
Um, I don't really know much about Those him Those by Freddy. <laughs> Freddy Kulembe, nice. He was their striker. So they went defensive, I suppose. Uh, Victor Ruiz got himself a yellow card in the 64th minute. Do you recall? Uh, yeah, he lost the ball and then just cleated uh, the opponent. Kind of like a frustration foul. Yeah, I mean, again, kind of sort of the... the He's kind of dribbling between two players, which I think was kind of the uh, the theme of the game. With uh, El Nenny didn't really do any creative work, so Ruiz kept trying to, you know, popping up, popping forward, playing through balls, which uh, I think is a little bit beyond what his skill yeah, level well, is. That, this play in particular was funny because he made a move. It was fancy, like, in appearance, <laughs> but it, it failed miserably. You know, it was, it, it was not an effective one. But um, he got carded because it failed and was pissed. Um, but, yeah, he was trying to do a little too much. Fine, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, I think he is establishing himself as a, as a solid player for us. The thing is, is that we need somebody like uh, Vida, who's quick, who can kind of react where he fails to react, you know? Um, and when it's him and, 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 a, and an attacker, it's, it's, it's it can be tough, you know? Or, or even, like, the play that he deflects the ball rather than sort of muffing it out and they score their first goal. Uh, later in the game, Ridvan Yilmaz, who was just phenomenal throughout the match, um, he... I, I, do you remember, everyone when I called that out? I was like, that tackle right there shows... Like, he, he really yeah. snuffed out across. And that's, I think that's how you got to play it. You've got to do everything you can to sort of hit the, the upper angles so that it, at least you're, they're not going to get some good lift on it. So if you if you deflect it, it's not... You know, like, it, 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 there's a method to that madness, I think, defensively. Uh, and, and Ridvan Yilmaz, by the way, like, really, in this half, every time they had an opportunity for a counter, he was darting back, snuffing out counter after counter, like, uh, to the point where, like, he was using his snuff out to then launch our next move forward, like he was really good. Um, shouts to Ridvan. I've I've been it helps to have a left back who actually tries to defend. Yeah, sure did. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess perhaps the standard, the bar was low, but um, it was it was a joy to see him honestly. And, and he's 19, so obviously, like that's what we're talking about as a, as a movement for the club should certainly include him. You know, in some facet, I think obviously you'd like for him to be a backup. I and mean, what I like about, for example, in, in Sakala down the road is that he's good and you'd, you'd like for him to be better than Ridvan Yilmaz, ideally, and, and taking that starting role. But at the same time, it's, you know, Ridvan challenging him for that starting role and maybe taking it. It's not the end of the world either. Like, Sakala's not going to be that expensive. It's, it's sort of weird yeah. to have a foreigner on the bench, but I don't know. He's, he's clearly a capable one. And, you know, you, they could alternate and spell each other. So well, um, we still have Rabojo on the bench. So <laughs> this yeah. is kind of how it is. Um, but also, I feel like Ridvan shows the capacity to go forward well, so he could probably play a le in a left midfield role. Yeah, I think he needs a little bit of polishing, but he's like super energetic and yeah, um, yeah. going forward. I think he tired out a little bit in the second half. I think he might have picked up a small knock because he was icing something after the game. So this is why I'm so frustrated by um, Diaby and Guven was because I really did like how uh, Ridvan Yilmaz and, and Tyler Boyd were sort of snaking in and out with each other and playing down that left side, 
making runs while the, one person going in the other out you know and alternating like, it, they showed a lot of verve and and i feel yeah. like if someone had been in the middle or on the other side to take advantage a lot more could have been made of that first half it wouldn't have been such a dire situation and we wouldn't have had so much to come back from um but anyway sorry i feel like i just cut you off there yeah no i just said well, like going forward i think in the first half you went forward very well second half he slowed down a little bit before he got subbed off but i think like all in all he's not quite ready to be starting week in week out that's my opinion but i think he's definitely ready for like to be competing for i think regular minutes and then definitely within by the time within a year or two he should be like kind of hopefully you know that long term left back unless we sell him but you know i mean yeah I if think someone comes in big money. um he also looks like he actually cares when he plays on like even which i think is like a positive is you know i don't think he's the type of guy who will get complacent well and he's getting a little he's getting gaining some weight too so that's not a good sign uh, I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, and also, I guess that's like one thing you'll always be able to say about Nedjip is that he cares. I mean, it's almost like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, you know, sometimes caring can be not good. You squeeze a little too hard. Um, but <laughs> Nedjip uh, certainly cares about the club. And I think whenever you're bringing up a guy from your academy, you're, you're cultivating that. So to have a good enough academy where you're bringing guys into the squad, and bringing guys with that mentality towards the club into the into the squad like that, it can only be good, I'd say. So the the better Ridvan pans out, the better that is, I think, all around for everyone. But I'm with you too. I I don't think we can slot him in as our starter right away. I certainly don't think you check off left back as as no longer a need in the in the in the coming transfer window. But it's good to know we have a backup. I'll say that you know because John Ayres definitely out. And Robocho is obviously, we're not playing him because we don't want him to reach that halfway mark. So we have, we obviously have no intention of paying his fee. So we're going to need that backup, certainly. Um, anyway, speaking of Boyd, who I, I said was snaking around with, with Ridvan, well, in the 65th minute, he came out of the match for Germain Lenz. Of course, by this point, he's on the uh, other side of the pitch. He's, uh, he's on the right side anyway, but... Uh, and that would also prove to be a good good switch because Jeremy Lenz was bringing it in this match. I think ideally you'd probably have Lenz and Nkudu as your starters at this point. But again, we'll talk about the end of the match. Jeremy Lenz came in, brought a lot of good energy. Uh, also coming into this match was Umut Nair, who replaced Boateng up front, obviously. Um, just a minute later, Nazim Sangare came in for Balci. Or sorry, came out. Uh, for Balchi coming in um, and Sinan Gumush a minute later so they, they wasted a bit of time uh, came out for Mukairu uh, any thoughts on any of those subs? Subs on two young guys I think Mukairu is kind of like a highly like some semi highly rated youngster but I didn't really see anything in particular from him when he came on so not really much to say but. um what did you think about Umut now you're coming on for both? Uh, Umut? Um, I think it made sense when I saw the sub. I was like, you know, maybe we have a, a guy to offer some presence in the box. Yeah, now that Nkudu's out there. And... But it didn't. Re- he didn't really offer any presence. Well, it yeah, was basically just... Yeah, no. I mean, 
it's true. Small, small, small improvement over what Guven was. It's logical, even if you don't, you can't predict Lens having a good game, I suppose. But certainly, you have yeah. Liaic and Kudu out there who you know can get the ball in somehow at some point. So like, somehow, certainly, uh, Umut Nair is a guy that can, if if he gets the right ball, you know you can put it away. But anyway, yeah, he is tall, but. Um, so after those two spaced out subs to waste time, just a minute later in the 68th minute, Adem Lijic with a really nice goal actually, uh, assisted by Jeremy Lenz to, to bring the score down to 2-1 to one, or 1-2 one to two, I suppose since we're at home. Um, what's the color commentary there, man? So yeah, Lenz was like chilling like right, this was a very, very, very like close VAR call. Um, so he was like right on the last defender and on the right side of the box and someone just played like a straight ball slotting him in to, like you know he did like one of those like quick cut quick cut back runs and then he spun out um, went to the end line and just cut it back for Laiju you know calmly finished it into the into the opposite corner yeah and at this and point was- we had had shots saved off the line we'd um, yeah, you know, we things had were looking lot. good, honestly, but also, you know, it was torturous because we, we really, I, f- I think many of us believed that we just, we were about to score on a couple of, like, Nkudu had the ball right in front of the goal. I thought he had the post, but I guess, I don't know what happened, but, you know, he was at a tight angle, I suppose. Um, yeah, Boyd missed a huge chance. Gekon had a shot cleared off the line. Yeah, just exactly. Just like, chance is going it was nowhere yeah it, it was it was tense uh yeah boyd had a shot sort of point blank that he put it like in the one spot that it shouldn't have been in i guess um just a rough outing and, and i think we all felt like we needed we should have scored already and it was starting to look bad that we hadn't but boom the ih puts one away nicely um and i feel like he's been pretty effective in this period of some turmoil for him with the club so I don't know what it is fueling him to play well, but I'll take it. Uh, and I hope he plays again, as we said earlier. Um, 78th minute, Johnny Erkin came in for Ridvan Yilmaz. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz at this point is, is one of our men of the match, uh, but uh, I guess, you know, he's young. You were mentioning that he was He was definitely tire tired. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... um so, but Johnny R came in and, and immediately threw up duds. Like, just was <laughs> the worst cross of all time. Oh my god! Like, literally, like he stepped in and just muffed a terrible pass, and then just smashed it out of bounds like, or floated like, it. I don't even know what that was. Yeah, we're trying to get back, tripped, and let them come away with a pretty good attack. Like everything he did was just terrible. Just a terrible human being. Um, <laughs> Gustavo Blanc. I'm sorry, I take that back, Johnny. You're not a terrible human being. Get, your, get it together, man. Um, Gustavo Blanco for Antalya came in for Yahovic. So at this point, they're trying things out. Um, also of note, and I thought this was funny because I forgot this guy. I forgot all about him. Yekta Kurtulush came in for Lukas Podolski. Uh, Yekta, hey. Had you seen him in a minute? I mean, he's been playing like consistently for like you know Anadolu teams, but he's he's already thirty four, um, which is kind of random. I don't remember being that old, but uh, I remember he yeah, had like he a more decent a... season for an Anadolu club that, and then Galatasaray signed him up and for their hordes of decent. You know, when they had just a 
ton of Tariq Tamdal, yeah. Um, who was it that he played well for before that? Was that Kasim Pasha? I think it was Kasim Pasha, yeah. Um, so yeah, Yekta returns. Ninety-first minute, Domangos Vida got a yellow card. You recall? I don't even remember, to be honest. I think I, I think it was a foul on Blanco, if I remember correctly. But um, I, I, what I do remember was uh, Ruiz had like a really not so good foul on uh, on Blanco, and uh, somehow didn't get a second yeah, yellow card. Yeah, we were lucky. We liked that there for sure. Yeah, around that time, like the eighty-seventh minute. Um, um shouts to the doctors out there dealing with coronavirus still. Apparently our numbers are not so... I mean, actually in the city we're doing it, but in the country we're not. So, shout out to them still. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's how the game would end. Uh, no more major events. The, the game would end one to two. Uh, at the end there, speaking of Domagos Vida and that yellow, he had two big chances yeah. to put it away. Yeah, they're our last big chance. Yeah. Um, with both of his head, both... Saved phenomenal. No, one saved by a post. Second saved phenomenally by Bolfin. Rude Bolfin. Yeah, we'll get Khan on to pronounce it. He's from that guy's from Belgium. Bolfin. So I don't know how Khan gets his throat to do those. Those sounds. <laughs> sound. Gargles down. <laughs> um, but so yeah, man, that, that was it. That was that was how it ended. We lost. Um, ingloriously not how you want things to go none of our rivals have played yet except for Fener who had won uh, but they're still behind us I think so I uh, will talk about the table in a minute um, but first let's sort of let's talk about this match um, let's get the bad news out first I guess who, like for you who who was the dud for you I mean I think like that uh, beyond the absolute worst thing we already mentioned Kuven and Diaby I was again really disappointed by El Neni. Um, I mean, he played 90 minutes, but when, like he basically played like we were winning 1-0 the whole time. He completed 103 passes at like a 97% accuracy, which was like, oh, that's great. But he basically just passed it to Victor Ruiz and Vita a vast majority of the time, which is fine when you're you know trying to play possession. But we were basically just relying on a 37-year-old Atiba to be like, the only creator behind Lajic, which is just not what I think Atiba did actually like was quite good this game and had like four key passes and when Boyd yeah. just scored, he was like weaving in and out of players and it was actually bizarre to watch Atiba pace players on the wing. You could see him sort of take the game onto his shoulders yeah, a little bit. You know, while like, Al Nenny's getting, you know, cooked by an old man Podolski yeah. just old. just doing his job and then on if you remember He's paid two million for the season, and we're paying Atiba eight hundred thousand. So, oh. it's uh, I just don't really think he's. Just, I can't imagine Fatih Oxo not being able to pass the ball side to side, but I would imagine he would actually be able to win the ball more. So, for me, I'm just disappointed. You know. Yeah, and I mean, as a sort of slide into and, rumors, there's talk of Ahmed Nochebi talking about maybe extending him another year or whatever. I, I personally don't really, I don't need it. Uh, I don't, I don't, ha I don't hate him to the extent that you do. I think, but uh, I like I between Dorcan, uh, I still think that 
really what we're talking about is the position that Atiba's in, you know, because that's we, we should have someone a little bit more suited to the central midfield role playing next to them. Um, you know, granted, yes, with the ability to track back a bit. I mean, maybe ideally Dorakon would be in that role with someone a little bit more defensive next to him. But uh, like, who would that be? I it could still be Atiba, honestly. So what's the point of having yeah. that many? And also, I think Atiba, like he can obviously he's played that role for years like the deeper role but um right now it, it just is not right when like Atiba was like peaked I would say the first year of Shenel and the last year of Billage I was like peak Atiba and it's been a year since then and now oh, he's man. playing as like an advanced center mid and he's dribbling players for us because I was gonna say I don't know I feel like this could be and he's the, he was probably our best stuff. player this season <laughs> which is uh, not such good news for us, I guess. Yeah. Can't rely on a 37-year-old. <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, like, if, if they canceled the season, right? If, like, let's say so, a bunch of people got corona and they're like, oh, forget it, it's over. I think Atiba would be my player of the season right now. My MVP, which is wild to think about. Uh, anyway. Um... Yeah, so you're going with Elneny. I don't think I need to go beyond Diaby and Gubanyalchin. Uh, uh, for me, between those two, that's just plenty of negative energy. Uh, especially Guben. I, for me, Gubanyalchin was... <clears throat> you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have Casper the Ghost out there, right? Because at least he's friendly, right? Gubanyalchin doesn't even seem like he's particularly nice. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think we've all complained about Burak, how sloppy he is, but at least he, like, you know, backs into defenders constantly. He's diving. Is he, you know, he, he's always doing something, like whatever. Even if it's shenanigans, at least he's doing something. Exactly. No. Um, nothing. Is, it's, it's it's a shame. It really is because he 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 showed something when he first arrived. Uh, he really did, and I, and I think we all had hopes for him at a point in our lives. But yeah. uh, for anyone who still does, I don't know what to say. I. I I, I think his only hope is that he gets humbled by a loan to a, a really not-so-good club and just realizes that if he wants to improve his stead in footballing, in his footballing life, uh, it's going to be through performing well and taking his craft seriously because it doesn't look like that's where his head is now. Yeah. his like I think like whatever his weaknesses are from before, they did not improve at all, and he's just gotten lazier. Yeah. And he's, he does make it look even in worse shape than before. It's just none of it looks good. So, yeah. um, so let's let's end talk of this match on a positive note, as we do. Uh, pos- like man of the match, who, who do you who do you think played the best for us this time around? I have to say, although I praise the team, I think he's the second best player of the game for me. It was. Adam Lajic uh, just completely so much the game. Yeah, I agree. And uh, he had two, like, the two, like, I think two of the three, like, really big chances we created in the second half. Um, he's the one who, like, slotted that really nice passing for Gekon when he got cleared off the line. And then he played that left-footed cross for um, Vita where he missed twice. Uh, I just think he showed creativity. He showed that ability to, you know, hold on to the ball for a second, find a key pass. He kept trying to shoot. Obviously, he wasn't like wasn't his like wasn't like that like game against Rizzo last year where everything he touched turned to gold. But you know, he still made a huge difference. And um, 
I think we need a lot more of that. Is he going into his final year of his contract? I think maybe next year. So he's still two years. Uh, and, and how much does he make? I think he's at two million. I mean, maybe he's the one you keep, honestly. If, if, if you're keeping yeah. a couple guys around who can make a bit. Yeah, I mean, he showed me. I, I, I also go with him, although I'll pick someone else for the sake of uh, creativity or what have you. But I, I just to, back, to piggyback on what you're saying, he showed me exactly what we want out of him especially right now he certainly has the uh, technical ability and flair to lead this team right now in theory uh, if he wants to um, he's he could probably easily be our most talented player on any given day if he chose to be <clears throat> and uh, today he really took that responsibility seriously even I think uh, he took the, the team onto his shoulders in the way that Atiba did I don't, I don't they looked good together. And, and what, like I said earlier, what really impressed me about his game uh, and being down two goals and then a goal um, was just he was really going back to take the ball off of them. He was really putting his effort yeah, there was into defense. Unusual to see him track back like that. Yeah. I was. Some defensive prowess. I was proud of him. I was like, damn, man. <laughs> personal growth, kid. Uh, no, I, I, I liked it. I, I, I really feel like in the short term any success this team can have if we have any hope of passing Galatasaray and we're going to talk about that because a window has opened um, but any hopes we have on of that are, are it's going to come from a couple individuals popping up and taking this team by the scruff of their necks clearly Atiba Hutchinson is going to be one of those guys but like who else right that's the question and so far Unlikely places like, uh, you know, Ridvan Yilmaz are, are fun and all, but you've got to say Adem Ljajic is the man who has the ability, and he showed it here. I want to see him playing 90 minutes, or you know, as close to that as he can, um, and I want to see him uh, restore that kind of form he was in last season in the second half. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, still I'll defend him, even though people like you know he's flopped this year. He still has four goals and six assists. Which is which is for, us. is for having a bad season is is you know and on a bad team is not that keep bad. Keep in mind, like uh, for having zero consistency up front as well as far as a striking partner, because Burak's been in and out, yeah. mostly out. Uh, Umut and Guven Yelchin have been rotating as like, can, can we get some sort of diamond in the rough here? Um, neither one has proven to be that diamond in the rough, so you know it's. He hasn't, like, what, what was so dynamic about our attack at the end of last season was he and Burak Yilmaz feeling out each other and kind of becoming cohesive as a unit. Uh, and they haven't had any opportunities to do that so far, you know. Um, even when Burak has been in, Adem Liaj has been out because of these sort of squabbles or whatever. So, yeah, I really hope that he, he can really take this team over uh, and... and be the the sort of talisman that we need because he has the ability without any doubt um i will pick i guess atiba you know since you picked adem Ljajic. uh or ridvan yilmaz like he gets honorary mention at the very least but those three were were obviously the, the engine yeah i'd like to get one nice staff for atiba he completed seven dribbles um out of eight attempted last game which is 
kind of astronomical, especially for a defensive midfield turned. Yeah. No, yeah, he's just at the age of 37. So all season long, he's been um, redefining himself in a way that we never thought he was capable. Like really, the, the glaring weakness in his game was his inability to play in offense, and and he's been. You know, he's been a revelation, <laughs> a 37-year-old revelation. So, final comments on this match, and I, I want to ask you your opinion, because this is, you know, the, the what may be long-term such an important moment in this club's history, if it, if it should pan out. Um, a certain man made his debut for Besiktas in this match, uh, Ersin Destinolu, uh, a new keeper, a 19-year-old. Someone compared his debut to Urjan for Trabzon's. You know, Urjan made his debut at 21 rather than 19, and he allowed three goals in a Turkish Cup match, I believe it was. Um, in 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah and in just a half, and he got yanked. It was such a it was such a show. I'm gonna have to use a bleep there. Um, I think he might have got stuff done. Or sure. whatever it was. Exactly but, um, anyhow, Erickson, what did you think? Kid makes his debut. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said it to some people. I think he definitely has... He looked very calm. And his, like, inst like his handling looked fine. Like, when he came out, to he only collected one cross. He didn't have much to do. And then he, he like, came out very pretty quick off his line. He made himself big for the two one-on-ones he did save. Um, and the goals he conceded were, like, negligible. I mean, I don't see Carey as doing much better. I still think maybe he saves the second um, one because of his length. Maybe, He's a, yeah. He was a bit of a goofy, lengthy fella, you know? Yeah. So, but I think my, my, not issue, but I think other than experience, which would be the most important thing, is because, you know, he just made his professional debut. His physique is a, he's a little bit on the chubby side, um, which I think is like he look, has like a similar body type to Donnarumma, which is obviously one of like you know the best young goalies in Europe. But I think you know if he worked a little bit harder on that in combination with gaining experience, we could have like a uh, you know a top level, well at least for the Turkish league goalkeeper. Because I think if you compare his like body structure to like you know put like Urjan or Altai. They both look very lean and athletic, well, kind of husky. And I've seen his, like, you know, when they take those preseason photos, he doesn't remotely look like a, you know, a professional athlete. So I think if he does a little bit of extra work with the instincts he has and the confidence and the calmness, I think he could be the long-term goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to... I, I don't want to go out on a limb yet and say like he showed me enough to give me hope. Right? I, I I don't think we saw anything. Um, in so far as like ah, here's our answer. We don't have any. We don't have an answer yet. But what we do know is that he's not looks he's better than better than Utku. <laughs> so we know he's our starter this season. Uh, I'm not at all gonna at a point where I'm gonna say we don't need to, we don't need a keeper. You know, for me, that remains probably our biggest need, frankly, uh, going into the transfer window. But he raises a question. Now the question is, can he do something in his last few games that he actually says he makes us decide we don't really need? Or, or, or that 
in getting a keeper, we're now looking for like maybe Volkan Babajan is okay because as a backup, backup, yeah, right. Um, you know, so it changes the the dynamic of the search for our next keeper. It certainly makes like an Alvaro Montero or whatever you know, anyone who would be coming for guaranteed, guaranteed minutes. minutes it, yeah. it takes that out. But um, yeah, he has definitely not done that in this match, right? I, Going, like, if the transfer window again, right? Coronavirus happens, season's over. Right now, our biggest need is still goalkeeper. I would say my statement would be, if you look at, like, young goalies in the past, their first games, we've seen a lot of, like, you know, just absolute, like, tour displays. You know, like, I remember De Gea's first game for Man U, like, I was like, oh, who's this guy? He sucks. Um, So for a guy to make his professional debut and to look calm and confident, and not to make any glaring mistakes is a is a huge positive in my opinion. So, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I I want to see a lot more. I really, I I'm pretty sure he's gonna keep playing because he definitely didn't do anything to warrant not playing. And what I like to, to sort of flip things around, talk about the positives. He made a great one-on-one save that was actually whistled off at the end of the first half, uh, which could have been a devastating goal against us, but he he came up with it. Um, darting out of the goal and yeah, he, he showed For me that was a concern because I know he can control the box in the air He's shown that before he did it again in this match um, But so to see him getting down and doing those sort of cat-like reflex one-on-one things uh, That that gave me a lot of pause, you know It it, it that, like that's why it was actually overall a positive thing for me is because it, it now it raises that question for me, going into it, it was just like, can someone just get us through this last stretch without embarrassing us too much? Um, but but now I'm certainly wondering, like, is there any chance that we have a a legit option? I mean, it's it's unorthodox. How old is Arison? He's 19, right? Yeah. It's unorthodox to, to roll with a 19 year old, but at the same time, like, if he's if he's really talented, he has played for the he's good enough. national he's youth enough, side. So. Exactly. <laughs> He's played for the youth uh, international side, so um, for for a little bit now, I think. So I don't know, man. Why not? Let's see what he's got. Boy, we got the five uh, O out here. No, no, no. It's coronavirus. <laughs> These days, there's so many crises. It could be out and about. Um, so, what else is there to say? We let's move on from this match. Suffice I think to say, have my advanced analytics real quick. Oh, yeah, stats. We got to do stats. Yeah, very quick. All right, um, let's do it. Yeah, dude, tell me some stats. Uh, I think for the, the you know, my, my favorite one is expected goals. Um, our expected goals was at 1.8. Antalya's was at 0.9. Um, so, like, like the, the numbers that we had a 60% chance to win, but I like to say of over half of Antalya's expected goal was that first goal, which is just like an accidental cross. So, I think in general... Um, based on, you know, the numbers don't support that we, we suck that bad or that we deserve to lose. I think everyone who watched the game would say we at least deserve to tie, um, which I guess is somewhat positive. Then you just look at the normal stats. We had like an absurdly high, we had 76% possession, um, 19 yeah. chances created, four big chances created. And then, you know, it just, it, the ball just didn't fall. Apparently we broke, and this is coming from uh, one of our Scottish twins, it was John. We broke a league record yesterday for possession in the opponent's box. Now it's not yesterday, it's the day before yesterday. But uh, 
that's a that's a fairly significant record to break and it, it really it, it echoes what you're saying we, we statistically dominated the match and I, I watched the match a second time because B in USA is a terrorist organization <laughs> <laughs> I hate uh, them second time. Uh, and they didn't air the game so I was scrambling for for feeds throughout the match itself but then at 6.30 it came on like you know, four hours later on being USA. So I watched the second feed in a calmer fashion. And, and it, it, like, we dominated. And in, in fact, even in the period where they were scoring goals, we, by and large, were dominating. Um, just bad luck, honestly. And it's, it's been the case a lot this season. We've really, like, the we've had so many of the bad bounces. Yeah. I think Sergan does take responsibility for the, the 11 he picked. But I do think, all in all, we do still play like decent football, even when we're losing. So, yeah, and Sergen said that Diaby was not performing, and he called out Guven Yelchin. He said he was trying new things. Ari Boyd. Um, so I don't know what that, where they all stand. I hope that Boyd doesn't get ushered out because again, I think when you have nothing to work with, it's hard to perform well. But yeah, uh, he also like his shot was off. You know, he he didn't have his a good game. Off, yeah. But so, let's move on. Let's move on from this match. It's done. It's dusted. Uh, we've talked stats a little bit. Now, quickly, let's talk about the table. The table. Um, things are, are active up top. And so, one of the reasons we hold off till Mondays to record is because we want to be able to talk about the whole table and everything that happened uh, in the in the week for, for the Super League and how it bears on Besiktas. Today, uh, Sivas played, and they, they tell us a little bit, everyone. Tell us about the other matches this week of note with, yeah. the, with the teams above us. So I'll start, yeah. From, from the teams above us, Trabzon and Bashakshir both got pretty comfortable wins. Um, but Shakshir actually did us a favor. They beat Alanya, who's right behind us. Um, so they both extended their lead to 12 points ahead of us. Um, Sivas squeaked out a 1-0 win versus 10 men. Denizli Sport. Um, they remain not, not a credible threat to me personally. I, I can't speak for you guys. but So yeah, Sivas is still now 8 points ahead of us. Um, as I think that's like they're in that third place spot that... We pinpointed, you know, the Champions League spot if Trabzon gets, or if their ban isn't upheld. And then the big news, um, our big rivals got uh, lost to Riza. Yeah. And, uh, they, they lost, first of all, they lost 2-0. They got, yeah. they got, someone wiped their butts with them. But, but they also lost two players, so. Yeah, they <laughs> did. Uh, and even more, if you think about it, in the big picture. So, let's go with the light version first. Dunk got his silly butt suspended. Um... And Adem Buyuk, for anyone who is counting on him to save them, also suspended. Um, but so then let's let, now let's talk about some of the more serious. And I didn't, like I don't want to reveal in any of this. So what else happened, everyone? Yeah, Muslera had his a double fracture in his leg. Um, it was kind of like a like an accidental collision with the opposing striker. Fractured both his fibula and tibula, so I think he'll be out for like nine months. And then. Um, it appears Andone, too, yeah, be... Andone looks like he tore his ACL. It was another accidental, like, really unfortunate collision um, with the goalkeeper. And both that's were about six months or so, right? Yeah. At least. Uh, well, like seven months, but yeah. So they're both out for the season. 
Andone is on loan, so I'm guessing he'll that's his career for the club. And um, then on top I, of that, they already had their two starting center backs, um, Marcao and Luyundama, already out with serious injuries. So now they're down three, like the whole core of their defense is out for the rest of the season. So. Bummer. If you're looking to catch somebody, um, there's to catch. probably that team. And there's six points ahead of us. And they yeah, have to play me, versus Bosch-Faxer and Trabzon and Alanya. So let me just say, Trabzon Sport sits atop the table now at 56 points. Bosch-Faxer here also on 56 points, but behind on goal differential. Um, Sivas is in third with 52 points. Galatasaray in fourth with 50. And then we are in fifth with 44. And then Alanya Sport and Fener both have 43. So there's certainly a threat behind us. Um, to be honest, I think Alanya Spore, I see them as more of a threat than I do Siva Spore as far as like their ability and what they've sort of been able to do on the pitch this season. Siva really is not that impressive. I don't know how they're up there. Um, they beat us, but that was a disaster. Um, yeah, man, I, fifth place is not where we want to be, but I definitely think Galatasaray is catchable. Um, fifth place is still technically a, uh, a spot in the Europa League. At the very least, if the Turkish Super, the Super, sorry, the Turkish Cup is won by uh, another one of these teams ahead of us. Um, but even if not, Trabzon Spor is still banned as far as we know. Nothing has been overturned yet. So technically, we're still in the Europa League spot if we can stay in fifth. But even that's under threat from Alanya and Fener. So, but yeah. also. Other news, Fener uh, has lost Max Kruf for, uh, we don't know quite how long, probably at least two weeks. I think he had an appendix operation. Um, but so he's out for the foreseeable future as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely one of their better players. And I think scoring goals has been their problem the second half of the season. They did have a you know wild turnaround this week, two goals in like one minute after losing to Kayseri. But um, I definitely think you know, we definitely have to get it together. Otherwise, we'll, we're in danger of falling out of that fifth place. And then if we want to, you know, obviously you have to be pretty flawless to make up six points or eight point differences. So. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road ahead. Turkish um, league is ever, uh, yeah, ever entertaining. The fickle, fickle fiends or whatever. Um, well, so let's talk about what's coming next. We have Dan Isley on the road, but what the hell? Who cares? Like, there's no, nothing matters anymore as far as yeah. That. And their pitch is pretty decent. They don't really do like you know that Borsa stuff where they don't water their grass for a we'll month. See about that. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean whatever, man. Look, Dan Isley, we we should if we can't get a result against them, we're screwed. Uh, yeah. you, you've got, you're gonna you have to sort out your allegiances there, buddy. But, um, it's, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting time, I, I think we can say. Um, that match is gonna be on Saturday, 2 p.m. again for us here on the Eastern Standard Time block. Uh, so I believe, again, that's uh, 8 o'clock in Central Europe, 9 o'clock in Turkey, or whatever it is. Check your local listings, we don't know anything. Um, any comments on Denizli's board before we get into rumors? Um, they're they're pretty solid. Uh, I think they they picked up some injuries. Uh, so I'm not sure how serious they are, but to me, like two of the 
two of their best midfielders, in my opinion, didn't were not able to really play this week. One got hurt after 15 minutes and one was out. So I think without them, I would be more confident with winning. But they they have just a really like a lot of experienced, solid players. Um, they defend pretty well, and they picked up. They were like in good form before the break. So um, I think if you know if we play like garbage again, uh, we'll we'll lose points. But uh, we just have to be careful, and they don't have quite the amount of pace up top that other teams have. So. Well, and so Galatasaray has Gazi Shea here. Sivas has Konya Spor. Um, Bashak Shahir has Ankara Guju. And uh, Trabzon Spor. It's Alanya. Alanya. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's they have a midweek game against Fenerbahce in the cup, actually. Nice. Before yeah. that, but maybe they'll all get red cards before that, you know. So they're all against, <laughs> like, I, I don't even know. Well, I think Trabzon Alanya at this point, with Trabzon being banned from Europe. I think we, we kind of want them to want them to potentially just take points from our uh, yeah well, and, but. yeah and I get of note is uh, Kasim Pasha is hosting Fener but I don't think we really can Quarez must got it don't <laughs> come on yeah come on Quarez you gotta help us out here um yeah I mean Galatasaray is lucky to have Gazeshay here right now although technically Gazeshay here is better than. Uh, like Ben Isley or I mean you know Gazzashir is in, in ninth place like they've actually put together a pretty decent season theoretically um, but yeah I mean we're gonna have to win man that's all there is to say we gotta keep winning yeah Gazzashir is just a really weird team um, they beat Sivas 5-1 earlier in the season um, and then the next week they lost to us 3-0 uh, they tied Ankara Guja last week they just have like just a really weird team with a lot of um they have a weird coach first of all so anything could happen i i wouldn't put it past them to lose 4-0 or to win so see us is a weird side and I mean, they're lucky they have a really light schedule uh yeah. remain denizli this week and then konya next week kaiseri kasim pasha yanni malachia fener who by then might be out <laughs> uh gensler and gostepe so yeah it's too bad, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to catch him. Anyway, let's talk rumors. There's a little bit to discuss before we head out. Uh, Evra, let's I hand it to you. What do you think? Where do we go first? Um, I guess there's the one Boateng. Um, it's not really transfer rumors, but apparently there was like the, the clause saying like that we have to sign him if he plays a certain amount of games. It was at 10, which he's quickly approaching. Or to extend the loan, apparently that was removed, so we can just keep playing him without worried being worried about halving to you we know, don't pay that 1.75 million salary next year, guaranteed. So, um, yeah, that's good. I think we can say uh, it'd be okay to keep him around. On the other side, I mentioned, and then he could also potentially be brought back, which is maybe not so good. Additionally. Um, there's talk of Kyle Laren maybe going out. Leeds United, I think that's like 2.2. Yeah, it's like the, the fourth time that rumors yeah. popped I up. 2.2 million so. pounds. I do not know what a pound is to a euro. Yeah, that's like 2.5 million euros. So, you know, whatever. It's about what we expected, I suppose. But that's um, yeah. still out there. That's what his, um, his bio clause is, essentially. Yeah, exactly. What else is there to say, I guess? We have the uh, the donation the big campaign. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
B-Rock mom sending us what they have on the shirts. And I saw last we're at 2.5 million in, in our second day, which is just phenomenal. Great. Yeah, I think they said 10,000 donations. Yeah. But basically, Bishop is asking for money from people. You said that the Izmir Best Touch um, so. Association donated 100k <laughs> alone, which is, yeah, I mean, yeah. exciting. 100k lyrics. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> um, nonetheless. Yeah. All that will pay on then he's last wage bill i guess <laughs> yikes uh, and, and when you put it like that that's no fun um well but so that's it man that's all we have to say we've we've uh, we've covered all of our turf here um great to be back great to have football uh stay tuned the nizzly sport up and coming again a saturday afternoon match hopefully be in usa He's not going to suck you. again. Uh, we can all hope, though. Um, Efron, we got any parting words for these seconds? Um, guess, you know, trust the process. Um, don't yell at the coaches if they don't deserve it. That's kind of the thing I like to stand by. You know, the team plays well but loses. It's better than playing like garbage and winning in the long run. So Certainly, if, if it can lead to us putting wins together and, and building some momentum for this final stretch absolutely and it's good that we played well in the second half because it suggests that we found our rhythm again um it's it's important to remember that sergey Yeltsin is still a new coach so that big break was really poorly timed for these guys because they were just finding that rhythm and like, establishing that new style of play and then whoop yanked out from underneath them so yeah, it's good to see they found it again in that second half, and hopefully uh, they'll carry that form into the next match and forward from there. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Besitash underscore INT to follow the mothership for all the latest news. It's still coming in fast and furious. Uh, we do not post the junk rumors, so the stuff we post there is all good stuff. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned because it's really. Um, like I saw some, it's probably photo match, but some Edwin Gassi. So supposedly they're gonna try to sign him before the season's even finished. I don't even think that's possible, but we'll see. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, follow us here at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow my guy Evron the Achman at fan of BJK. <laughs> follow me at Sir underscore Rice underscore a lot. And my God, do not forget. Let's go, Bessie Peace out, everyone. Black guys matter. What do you got to say, man? Nothing. Just chilling. We're being faded out. Go, Bessie Chow. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.